Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined as always by G. Hay Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker, full crew in the house for Christmas Day in the National Basketball Association. How are we doing, y'all? I mean, I'm sure that everybody else here is more excited than I am about uh, about today, so... Um, it's just another day for me, but I know for you guys, it's, it's Christmas, it's Christmas day for you. I'm, I'm worried because I feel like the bulls, there's been way too much quiet, uh, activity with, with the Chicago Bulls. So I'm worried that they're about to do something that pisses me off. <laughs> I, I think you're over. I mean, I don't think the bulls are going to trade for go bear. Okay. It's okay. Armand, you're okay. They're not going to trade for go bear. <laughs> I'm more worried about my Lakers, man. I mean, what are we going to do at this point? Our biggest hope is Mo Bamba, you know, and signing Malik Monk to the MLE. Um, who knows if either of those will even happen. We may be stuck with uh, Blake Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? The guy hasn't been able to play basketball in three years. I'll bite like two games in the playoffs last year. So Yeah, I saw, I saw a report this morning that said that uh, teams monitoring the Monk situation believe that he will have offers that exceed the Lakers' uh, well, of course. exception. So, and it's unlikely that he comes back. So that wasn't great uh, news to wake up to. But, you know, Otto Porter sounds fantastic. <laughs> Going back to the Warriors, bro. Exactly. All, All right. right. We are going to have a lot to uh, touch on today. And uh, with that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circa Sports, Circa Millions, and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with 12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit circasports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. All right, so I'm going to be taking over the headline segment just because, listen, forget about headlines today. It's all about rumors. It's all about a Twitter. It's all about reloading your Twitter. What's Woj saying? What's Sham saying? And so this is what I'm going to begin with because this isn't like even a rumor. This is uh, stuff that we're putting up against the wall, but that's the beauty of today. Um, how can the Lakers get out from the mess that they are in? I think you have three teams right now who have contracts and players that they don't want with the, with them next season can they help each other out so i'm going to put this out for the group and we're going to touch on it just because i think it's 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 the clearest path to the lakers perhaps helping themselves could we foresee the lakers the hornets and the brooklyn nets getting in the bed together doing a deal where at the end of the day kyrie is with the lakers russell westbrook is in charlotte and uh, the Nets get a package that would include Terry Rozier, Taylor Horton-Tucker, Kendrick Nunn. Guys, I'm going to throw this out to the group. 
could we see a scenario where three teams who are in uh, in a transition try to make some changes help each other out i personally i can't see it because it feels like teams would have to wait until they see what they can do in free agency honestly though the hornet situation just got completely tossed sideways with what happened with miles bridges yesterday now that his situation with the unfortunate domestic violence obviously hope that the woman is okay that's the first priority but with that situation now i have no idea what the hornets offseason plan is maybe they do look at westbrook now more seriously than before but i think that that just threw a wrinkle in everything um like i've mentioned this is about the past the past couple off seasons rob has not done his job i hate to say it i like rob palenka i have all the i i hope he does his job today i really think he has it in him because he did it before the lakers won the championship in the 2019-2020 nba season but if monk leaves there's really no hope for this team you're paying three guys almost 50 million dollars well it's just westbrook lebron's making 44 davis making 37 you only have your taxpayer mle i don't know if kai i you know windhorse and and Woj still think this kyrie trade could happen i don't see it happening i know kyrie's a wild card and anything could happen but Armand's right. I don't know what Charlotte is going to do. I don't think it's it's through Westbrook, though. I think Westbrook's going to play opening night as a Laker, as it stands right now. Before Jake and Jihei touch on this, let me put this out there. If, if Kyrie is making this to the point where they don't want to go through that same mess last season, with Kyrie, it's not just that he doesn't care. He really goes out of his way to change the culture of the team, whether it's I'm not playing, we're not playing, uh, he leaks stuff to Shams. Kyrie could make this very difficult for Brooklyn. Listen, at the end of the day, you were totally right, Brandon. He wasn't going to take a $30 million pay cut to come to Los Angeles. I still believe, however, he wants to come here. I don't think he wants to be a Brooklyn net. So he's going about it the quote-unquote proper way. He's, He's trying to get his cash. He's trying to get the bag. I do think... He can make it very difficult for Brooklyn where they are going to have to go out there and say, okay, I mean, how do we make this work? Do we loop in Charlotte? Charlotte may need some help. I mean, I I don't think it's a simple trade, but I think Kyrie can push Brooklyn to do a deal. I mean, it's possible. We have to remember that, like, though, that if they lose Kyrie, they have the threat of losing KD. Yeah. And Houston owns all of their picks, right? So I think they're kind of weighing options. Do we want this drama, chance at contention, or do we just trade Kyrie, hope KD stays? And if he doesn't, Houston gets all of our first round picks the next five years, right? So like, yeah. it's like, what what do we do in this situation? I agree with you, Arash. I think it's possible. But at this point right now, I it's I'm, there's momentum leaning toward Westbrook staying on the roster. That could change in a matter of seconds, as we saw with the Kyrie situation. But I don't see anything great happening for the Lakers today. Maybe I'm just a pessimist. I, I agree with Brandon on the Kyrie thing. Do I think it's possible? Yes. Um, do I think it happens? No. Um, I, I do think that Kyrie, Kyrie and Russ both had to opt in if we wanted any any shot of them both being traded. So I'm not really surprised on that front. But Kyrie going out and tweeting about how you know he'll be back and Woj about how he wants to fulfill his four years to Brooklyn. Like I feel like none of that happens if him opting in was just some sort of like 
obligation where he had to in order to be traded. It just doesn't feel. But, but Armani's also right. This this Miles Bridges thing throws a huge wrench. Like I have no idea what Charlotte wants to do today. Like I have absolutely no idea. Miles Bridges could sign a max in four hours, and he could be you know not be on a roster on opening night. We have no idea what's going to happen. So I think that throws a huge wrench into this potential three-team deal. Um, but I, I do, as I said yesterday, I think Russ starts the year as a Laker and starts on opening night. If he gets moved at the deadline, because it's easier to move him then, so be it. But I, I, I think it's so hard to move him right now. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Jake on just that this whole situation is is a big, fat, blobby mess right now, right? Um, I, I think that, I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to keep you're gonna have to keep Westbrook unless unless something like magical happens. Like I don't I don't know like what what Rob has um, in his his little bag of tricks. Like who do you this this three team trade would have to happen? And I don't think that anybody. And I think we've said this before. I don't think that anybody's going to want to dump their first and at least the Lakers don't want to dump their first, second, and whatever round picks. Um, and THC and and Monk and all, all these guys like I just don't think that any of this is gonna happen. I'm sorry, guys, um, but I'm glad. That's why I'm glad I'm a Clipper fan. Yeah, listen, the Clippers are set. The Clippers don't have to stress about today. The Clippers are uh, set. I, I think they're gonna you know make moves here and there to kind of keep the guys that they want. But yeah, they they are set right now. I will say this about Rob Palinka: the Lakers will not stand pat. The Lakers will make a move. I mean, you look at the moves that he's made since he's had full control of the team. The, the um, Anthony Davis trade, trading for one of the top five players in the league. Um, I really love the offseason that they had following the uh, championship when they get Schroeder and Harold, you know, two uh, great uh, 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 players. And again, I still believe to this day they should have kept that team together. And then you fast forward to last season where they make the trade for Russell Westbrook. So, you know, Rob Link is going to do something, whether it's good or bad, we'll see. I do think that they will do something, guys. Let's now shift to the rest of the league. What is the one move? You, but wait, wait, by the way, Jalen Brunson, the fact that that's even being talked about, like, you know, again, officially 3 p.m. Pacific is when moves can be made. But um, what's what's one move that that you are looking for? What's what's the most intriguing stunt? intriguing storyline to me it's the deandre ayton situation because the fact that detroit basically conceded on ayton already charlotte who knows what they want to do there's so much mystery involving ayton and it sounds like the bridges have been burned with the phoenix Suns, so that's not a likely destination for him to return to so i'm just fascinated by who ends up being a suitor for him because it seems like the market has become wide open for for his services. Yeah, and it's not like San Antonio's going to... They have the money. They're not going to offer him because they want to tank and DeAndre Aiden's a good player. That's why they didn't get John Collins in that Jontae Murray trade. But like, Armand, I actually think Phoenix is a possibility at this point. I know they don't want him. They don't want to pay him $30 million. They could pay him $20 million. And at this point, what teams are going to pay him more than $20 million? You know? Um, I know James Jones has uh, said that he likes the core of this team and that he wants to keep it intact. But then there's other reports that they think uh, 15 centers around the league can do what DeAndre Ayton does, right? So we just don't know at this point. Uh, I'm really interested to see what Philly does today. Uh, Harden declined his player option yesterday. Seems like he's going to take less money 
um, on a team-friendly deal to help them kind of shape out that bench. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, but I am interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I again, like you said, Arash, I mean, the Clippers are set. I mean, we might make a little, um, some adjustments here and there, but for the most part, um, the Clippers are set. I'm, I'm with Armand. I'm, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, because not everybody has room in the, in, um, in their system for him um, as far as trying to pay him what he wants to be paid. Um, but unfortunately, I also agree with Brandon too, where I think that he's just, he's stuck in, he might be stuck in Phoenix uh, for all we know right now, um, just because nobody has any room. Uh, San Antonio wants to tank and, and just, I, but I'd be, I, it'd be interesting to see if somebody did finally make a move for him because he is a uh, generational talent in my opinion. Yeah, and we talked about the Lakers, what moves that they could possibly make. One guy that, again, we've, we've, we've talked about, Mo, Mo Bamba, according uh, to some sports books, uh, the Lakers are the leading contenders to get him. Um, does Mo Bamba change anything for the Lakers? Again, he's not, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, superstar that they that they think is going to change the fortunes of the franchise. But how does Mo Bamba change things for the Lakers? Um, I mean, Mo Bamba shot 38% from three, right? And this is a guy who's a seven nine wingspan or some ridiculous like that can play defense at an elite level. He's not signing for for less than like eight million a year, in my opinion. I think he's worth that eight ten million. The Lakers can't pay him that. So unless there's like some sort of sign and trade with Orlando, it's going to be maybe you get a Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba. Like I can see Rob Polinka doing that, sending THT them and someone. I mean, I don't know at this point, but people think the Lakers have all these options. I mean, the options are going to be vet minimums and, and maybe Malik Monk, maybe Otto Porter Jr. The, it's not bright with Westbrook opting in. The only way the Lakers can truly get better is if one, somehow they get Buddy healed or Mo Bamba through a Taylor Horton Tucker trade with like a future protected first round pick or something like that. Or they find the third team in Charlotte and give up Westbrook. And neither of those avenues seem particularly li- likely right now. I mean, right now it's like, we'd be lucky to have Hassan Whiteside on a vet minimum or Danwell House, who's 38% from three. I mean, that's just the likelihood of the Lakers are not going to be substantially better like maybe they will because they're they could be healthier, but I'm saying from a roster perspective, it's not going to be substantially better than last season at this point. Brandon, I'm just curious, what do you think a, a deal for Dante Divincenzo is going to look like? That's another guy that could end up, um, you know, with the Lakers. I think it's a possibility. I don't think he does. Like, can we afford him? Because I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think the market. Of oh, and and we didn't even bring up Jay Sean Tate. That's another guy the Lakers should really look at. Restricted free agent. Houston doesn't want him. He could sign for cheap. T.J. Warren is another guy the Lakers could take a gamble on. He's going to be taking a huge discount to prove his health. Yes, Jake, that's a great point, though. I mean, no one knows right now. Everyone thought the Kings would extend DiVincenzo considering, you know, he has a proven track record and, you know, he's kind of a win-now player in his prime almost, 20, 25, 26 almost. So, I mean, look, I, I don't know. The Lakers have options, but it's not the options that the fans really want. You know what I'm saying? At this point, we just have to be realistic yeah. with the situation. Unless Rob Palenka pulls off a miracle, it's likely our best option is Malik Monk or Mo Bamba. That is so disheartening to hear, but I agree with you 100%, Brandon. I mean, Bamba would be would be good because of the upside that you can get him for. He's still so young that he has 
room for so much growth and improvement. But yeah, like you said, it sounds like his market is a little bit out of the Lakers price range. The key is, you mentioned it, if they can find a deal maybe for a Talon Horton Tucker, if somebody wants him, then you open up a little bit more ability and flexibility in terms of your your roster moves but this is really grim and yesterday i just want to read this really quick there's a there's a guy i follow on twitter jason maples i'm sure that most of us have heard of him he tweeted this yesterday and this is the state of the lakers he said want Toscano anderson ish smith and troy brown jr on veteran minimums offer bomba the taxpayer mid-level exception and bring back carmelo and that's like that could like be the off season. And if that's the off season, this team is a mess. I mean, that's a really, really not that's a good team. Really, really oh my gosh! Do they want to lose again? Why would you bring back Carmelo? You need yeah. to play defense. I, I love Carmelo, but you need to play defense because they don't smart. have options. You have no options. It's like last year. Options. Last you get year, Manuel House he plays defense. You get like Son Whiteside, he plays defense. You go get a. I don't know. Otto Porter Jr. He plays defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get Carmelo Anthony, who's 38 slow and doesn't play defense. I feel like last year the Lakers could at least play the card where it's like, take a little bit less money. Like, we get enough of you guys, we'll compete. And we got Anthony Davis and we got LeBron and we got Russell Westbrook. Like, we'll be a contending team. If you want to win, this is where you got to go. It's like, we can't play that card this year. It's we're bad. And a team, a team that is going to be interesting to watch today is the Pacers. What are they going to do? They're in the play for Aiden as well still, but they'd have to offload some contract, whether it's Turner, Brogdon. But at the same point, it seems like everyone's screwing with the Lakers. Like they'll just give a Christian Wood deal to the Mavericks and then they'll be like, you know what? We want two first round picks if you want Christian Wood to the Lakers. It's really no one likes the Lakers around the league. I feel like the Pacers have been on the verge of blowing it up for like two and a half years. And they like never, they always talk, Brog, Brogdon's always the next guy to get moved. Or Miles Turner is always the big next name to get moved. And then neither of them ever get moved. So like, are they going to go all out and try and, you know, acquire someone to pick up a couple more wins and get back into, you know, the play in or the playoffs? Or like, I have no idea what, what Indiana is going to do today. Not a clue. By the way, this does remind me, and we've made this comparison before, 2020, again, everyone's saying, you know, before the offseason, Genie Buzz, I mean, there was like this terrible, tiny protest outside of Staples Center, Clipper Daryl showed up, mocked the fans for, uh, you know, going out there and saying Genie Buzz, she's got to sell the team, she's depending on Linda, Kurt, and what the heck are they going to do? And they really waited for Kawhi, and they thought Kawhi was going to sign, and they did. And so they really had to piece together the rest of the team. A lot of um, you know guys who had nowhere else to go brought together Rondo and that team. I mean, is there a possibility? Again, I'm I'm very like optimistic. I'm glasses half full. Could they, if they're healthy? Again, that's the big key. If LeBron's healthy, if Anthony Davis is healthy, could they piece together a team like in 2020? finds a way to win i mean it's possible anything's possible in this world i mean you're just betting on anthony davis to play 60 plus games that's the hardest part everyone's like oh westbrook's the key to this roster you get him off the team you're good no anthony davis is the key to this roster if he plays it doesn't matter if westbrook's on the roster or not you will have a shot at contention as bad of a fit russell westbrook is it's all about davis's health so yes, if they provide the correct vet minimum contracts and pieces around LeBron and they get way better defensively, like astronomically better in the top 10, they have a chance to contend. I love the anything is possible, but very, very highly unlikely. Very highly unlikely.
I feel like there's a list of 10 different things the Lakers need to do at the highest possible rate to have a shot at contention. And the shot of them hitting on all 10 of those things is very, very, very low, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm, I'm so, I mean, Bulls are not, Yes, yeah. anything is possible, but like, what, what are you going to do at this point? Yeah. Bulls or Lakers. Exactly. I Listen. got uh, Bulls. All right, let's let's um, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton when we return right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details. And here he is, our main man, friend of the show, Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? Doing good, man. How you doing? I am good. I'm living the dream, as always, trying to keep up with all the uh, exciting stuff you've been doing. And, Nick, this is a big day, as you know, in the National Basketball Association. It's it's NBA Free Agency Day. Uh, listen, I think the Clippers roster is pretty much set. They got John Wall. Uh, the Lakers, they, they, they are still trying to figure out what to do. Your thoughts on the Lakers and then what the Clippers have done in terms of it looks like they, they're going to make the John Wall signing official today. Your thoughts on the, those two teams? Uh, the Lakers have been trying to figure things out since last season, so that's nothing new. And they're going to continue to try to figure things out because, quite frankly, they don't really know what the hell they're doing. 
um, as it pertains to trying to get this roster in order. I don't, I'm not confident that they do. Um, I kind of walk by sight when it comes to the, what the Lakers are going to do or not do or what their roster could compose of, um, you know, so it'd be interesting moving down the, the, the floor as it were to see what exactly the Lakers plan on doing. Um, but regardless of what they do, it's not going to matter too much because they're not going to win a championship this year. So it doesn't really matter. Um, as it pertains to the Clippers, I think the Clippers uh, getting John Wall, I think that's a nice boost. Uh, I think there's obviously there's some camaraderie there between him and Paul George. Um, obviously, the Clippers organization saw something in John Wall that he needed a fresh start, uh, change of venue. And it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate John Wall into that offense, uh, especially with Reggie Jackson being there and the success that Reggie Jackson has, has had uh, with that Clippers team. But the, the head-scratching thing is signing Zubac to a three-year, $33 million deal. Like, what the hell did you see in Zubac that you really thought that was going to take you over to the mountaintop? Because Zubac is a serviceable center, but he's not going to get you anywhere. He's not going to help you get anywhere. Um, I don't know if that, that could be a possible opportunity for a signing trade. Um, like I've always said, you know, with DeAndre Ayton hanging out in the balance, I think the Clippers need to take a strong look at DeAndre Ayton and maybe doing a signing trade with that, maybe adding obviously more pieces in Zubac um, to offer to the Phoenix Suns to get uh, DeAndre Ayton, who ha- apparently isn't happy uh, with that Suns organization to get him out of there. Maybe, you know, wherever uh, wherever he goes, I know there's talks of Atlanta, um and some other places that he could potentially Brooklyn and potentially other areas where he could go. But I think the most feasible place that he wants, that he can win um, and, and actually be a huge part of that system would be the LA Clippers. So it'd be interesting to see him moving down the line. Uh, what the Clippers do if they stick Pat, uh, just add John Wall or they make some other, uh, some other shake up moves. We all know what Jerry West is capable of. So we'll see. They absolutely should target Malik. I think Malik Monk was very, you know, was a good piece to their puzzle last season. Um, but will they do it? Is the is the head scratching question. I don't. I I would be. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. Um, I know there's been talks of them trying Nick, to. Uh, in terms uh, of the Lakers, obviously grab, you know, they don't Blake have Griffin many resources. They have the um, taxpayer mid level exception, that. which is six million, and, so maybe, and then the vet minimum. You know, they'll take a look in terms at of Malik Monk, there's been rumors today that he might not be back. But on the Lakers next season. I Do you think that Monk office. should be the Here guy that they target with but that mid-level Malik exception, I, I like or should Malik they look Monk. elsewhere? I like his character. I like his attitude. I like his approach to the game. I like the way he was able to fit in um, and really assert himself to the offense and be able to to be a piece that they, they could, you know, kind of rely on throughout parts of the season. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they pass on Malik Monk. And Malik Monk needs to go get paid. I mean, if another team is offering way more money, why not go get paid? Yeah, Nick, I wanted to ask you about the Miles Bridges situation and just Charlotte in general. What what are they going to do now? Are they going to come to an agreement? Is Miles Bridges going to get paid? I mean, at this point, it doesn't seem likely, right? 
Not at all, man. And it's an unfortunate situation, uh, you know, him being arrested on domestic violence charges. Um, and it's a very delicate situation. So I'm sure the NBA, along with the Charlotte Hornets organization, is going to be doing their due diligence wholeheartedly, as they should, uh, to really get down to the nitty gritty of what transpired. Um, but if this guy is guilty of, of committing domestic violence, he shouldn't make another dime in the NBA. Um, you know, I, there's no excuse for that. Uh, there's, there should be no place for that. And, you know, we always talk about protecting women. Um, and the NBA has a, a, a huge responsibility as well as the Charlotte Hornets organization uh, to ensure that that continues to, to prevail as far as protecting women and making sure that you take a stand against something that is wrong um, and not just unlawful uh, as domestic violence. So I don't know if, if, if he makes another dime in the NBA. If, he, if, if it's proven that he committed this, these heinous acts, he should be suspended uh, indefinitely. I agree. And just an add on to that, Charlotte has reportedly expressed their interest in Westbrook in the past. I don't know how serious that interest is. Do you think there's any chance the Lakers can get Westbrook to Charlotte? Because I personally am skeptical about this. I think Westbrook will be a Laker this season. I think Westbrook will be a Laker this season. But dear God, if I can get a wishing well, if I can get a couple quarters to wish him over to Charlotte, and 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 I start a GoFundMe for a U-Haul truck. Damn it, I was I would put in the pot right now. I start off with three hundred dollars right now, um, it, because he needs to go. He doesn't fit. Um, yeah, he he had some nice some nice numbers last season, uh, but he just didn't fit. I mean, he was breaking shots. Um, you know, he's statistically the worst three point shooter in the in, in the history of the NBA. And for a guy that should not be shooting threes, he loves to shoot for some strange reason. Uh, but I, I do believe he'll be in a Laker uniform, unfortunately, come, uh, you know, opening day. And now maybe there be there may be a possibility during the trade deadline that he gets traded. Uh, maybe there's a third team involved that the Lakers can reach out to and Rob Palenka. But I do think that, 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 you know, Westbrook would be in a Laker uniform, unfortunately, uh, opening day. Nick, I know that he had to opt out in order to receive a Supermax from the Wizards, and, but he will be a free an unrestricted free agent when uh, the deadline rolls around. Is there any world in which Bradley Beal doesn't return to Washington today? I don't know, man. That's a good question. Um, it, it's, it, it raises the question, is he about money or is he about winning? Because you know damn well they're not going to win a thing with the Wizards. The only person that's been winning in that town has been Elena Deladon and Ovechkin. That's it. No other team has been winning. No other player has been winning in that area, okay, in the DMV. So having said that, if he signs, he's all about the money. I don't want to hear him complain about anything, about winning. Oh, this, this team is horrible. I don't want to hear any complaints. Shut the hell up. You chose to take the money. You want the money, which is all good. I don't be I don't begrudge anyone for, for getting a check, but now you have to take what comes with it. In the words of Denzel Washington, when you pray for rain, you got to take the mud that comes with it. Nick, no, no, the, the Jalen Brunson situation, uh, it sounds like it's between the Knicks. It really sounds like it's the Knicks, but maybe he goes back to Dallas. A lot of people have been saying that that could be 
considered an overpay, basically $27 million a year. What are your thoughts on, on Brunson? Well, first of all, the Knicks show how continue thirsty they are as an organization. But secondly, there's no such thing as overpayment. I like to call it back pay because all those years you did in college, in high school, you didn't get compensated for it, maybe even that first contract. Now you're getting compensated for that. So there's no such thing as overpayment. People don't understand in this business, you're going to, it's not what you're worth, it's what you negotiate. And if he negotiated a deal that the Knicks agreed to, if he decides to sign with the New York Knicks, then what's the problem? You're mad. You are an idiot if you don't understand this business. It's not about what, what he's worth. Yeah, we can always say, yeah, is he really worth $27 million? No, he's not worth $27 million. But did he negotiate $27 million? Sure. That's, that's, I mean, that's just part of the landscape. It's just part of the landscape. It's like people got mad at Kyrie Irving for opting back into his deal and only only playing half the time. Kyrie Irving is the ultimate hustler. You people out there should be should be praising because some of you half-ass your jobs at a nine to five and sit there and complain. But yet you want to get mad at Kyrie Irving for for half-assing his job and getting full ben- and getting full payment. You can't be mad at him. He's a hero. Kyrie Irving is a hero to those who are slacking, to those who are lazy. You should be your hero. You should have a picture of him on your wall next to the the picture of Martin Luther King and JFK and whoever else. That man is a hero, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Nick. I wanted to ask a follow-up. That's hilarious. I'm still laughing at that. Um, But it's true. You're you're absolutely right. I wanted to ask a follow-up for the Mavericks. Assuming they lose Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, which seems likely at this point, do they just – put in Jaden Hardy for more minutes? Because it seems like it's going to take him time. Or do they go get a Dennis Schroeder or some point guard that's cheap that can play minutes? You know what? They actually have options, right? Because you can insert him or you can go out and, like you said, get a Dennis Schroeder. Um, I believe, is Victor Oladipo available? Yeah, but it, apparently, you know, the the Heat have their taxpayer MLE, and he's not interested in that. So uh, some team is going to pay him more than 6.3 mil, apparently. So that would be interesting to see who they – because I looked at Victor Oladipo, and I'm like, man, if they could somehow swing that. I mean, I know it may be far-fetched, but if they could have swung that and getting Victor Oladipo, I think that would be an upgrade. I think that would help Luca out as well. I know everybody wants to talk about Rudy Gobert and, you know, him going to possibly Dallas. We know they was talking him going to Atlanta. Um, I know I said on this show, it would be, it'd be interesting to see if he actually went to Miami. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I know Atlanta's an option, but damn it. If if somehow some way Dallas could swing Rudy Gobert to, pe- to pair him up with Luka Dantich. I mean, I know Rudy disappears. He's, he's a milk card and all-star in the playoffs. But if he can actually do what he does in the regular season, to help out Luke, I think Dallas would be a formidable team. I really do. I mean, imagine what they did with just with Luca this year. I know the Clippers weren't in it. I know the Lakers weren't in it. And I know that that has always been a difficult swing for the Dallas Mavericks, especially against the Clippers, who have been their nemesis ever since Luca came into the league. Uh, but it would be interesting to see how that dynamic. And one last, one last follow up question that. to that. They do need another interior big. You just mentioned that with Rudy Gobert. What about Isaiah Hartenstein if he leaves the Clippers and John Wall signs that taxpayer mid level exception for Dallas? Um, you know what? I'm not high on him. Um, in that particular role for that team. Now coming off the bench, absolutely. 
I think he would be serviceable. But I mean, I, Andre Drummond, maybe. Yeah, it's a possibility, and you can get you Drummond know, for cheaper. Right, and I think Andre Drummond would be serviceable as a starter on that Mavericks team. Um, for a guy that's that's had some experience, a guy that's been around the league and knows how to navigate his way up and down the floor, um, you know, rebounding and things of that nature. Yeah, I would, I would, I would probably look at that. I could take, um, you know, I could, I could definitely take that more so than anything else, um, because you, 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 you've been to the Western Conference Finals. You want to get back to the Western Conference Finals via Dallas Mavericks. You have a great coach in Jason Kidd. So what do you need to do in order to assure that you can at least have a great opportunity to get back and compete in the Western Conference Finals, which you did last season? Because now the bar has been raised and now you have to take it to the next level um, and show people that Jason Kidd wasn't just a one year fluke, that he's actually a really, really good coach. And the guy knows the game of basketball, knows how to make rotations and knows how to shift things over and knows how to make um in-game adjustments in a way that's going to be beneficial to Luca as well as the rest of the Dallas Mavericks team. So it's going to be very, very interesting. This is going to be a, a year that everybody's going to check out and watch the Dallas Mavericks to see what Jason Kidd is really going to be able to do moving forward. Nick, um, another name, or Kemba Walker is going to hit the open market once he clears waivers. What is his market going to look like? Is he going to be a guy that contenders are going to look at to come off the bench? Is he going to demand that he starts? What is I mean, what's Kemba's? Uh, you can, where do you there's going to be up? some teams out there that, that, that are going to be able to look at him and say, okay, how can we insert him into our team? What does he bring? What value does he bring to our team? And it's also about the system, too. What system fits him the best? Um, I don't think he's going to be a starter on a contender. I think he's going to be able to be a serviceable individual that comes off the bench to be able to possibly lead a second unit or be a part of leadership of the second unit. Um, but it's all about the system. What system fits his game the best and what what does he fit? That's, what does he give that system in order for them to elevate and be able to be successful on the floor? I think those are teams that you're going to have to look at. Um, you know, I could see him at, at Portland. Um, I can see him, you know, possibly going somewhere of that caliber. If he's going to go to a contender like a like you know a Dallas or um, you know somewhere back east maybe like a Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks or someplace like that, it's definitely going to be on the bench. And then another thing that we talked about earlier that I'd love your thoughts on is James Harden opting out of his uh, opting out of his deal. To it looks like he's going to resign with Philly just to help them boost that bench a little bit. What do you think you know Philly's going to do today? If, if it's PJ Tucker, if it's a couple different guys, uh, how do you think that shapes out? Well, first of all, James Harden is bleeping brilliant because that's exactly what I would have done. I would, I, hey man, get your bread. You know you're not going to win a championship, so you might as well go ahead and get paid and get compensated for all the, the stuff you're going to have to take in Philly. I love Pete Tucker in Philly. I think he brings the grit. I think he's off the bench, um, and even in the starting role, if he's able to, you know, if they are able to rotate him in and out of start the starting role. Uh, Maxi, I think, is an incredible baller. I think he would help Maxi as well, just as far as you know, making sure he he pays attention to what's on the floor defensively. Um, you know, making sure he 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 gets tough in practice. Um, I think PJ Tucker is a, as a is an asset that a lot of teams would love to have. You saw what he did in Miami. Um, you know, you saw what he did with the Milwaukee Bucks. So I think PJ Tucker he would be a nice fit. Um, 
with that that Sixers team. But we all know Doc Rivers is definitely on the hot seat. So if he don't get it done this year, the key card would no longer work. Uh, Nick, I would be remiss if I don't bring this up. I was fascinated by the Freddie Freeman story with the Dodgers. Goes back to Atlanta. Not seen uh, tears like that from a former player, I, I don't think, ever. Uh, and again, this wasn't a guy who got cut or who, or who got traded. He made the decision, we thought so at the time, to come back home. Uh, that was the way that the story was portrayed. A homecoming, Freddie Freeman coming back to Southern California. Yeah. Uh, it was so clear, Nick, that that at least momentarily, it looked like he regretted the decision. He wanted to go back to Atlanta. Your thoughts on how that played out? And again, he's having a fantastic season, but where do the Dodgers go from here? Well, I thought Freddie. I thought somebody stole Freddie Freeman's bike. The way he was boohooing <laughs> and crying, I'm like, damn, man. I mean, it's like you seeing an ex girlfriend with the current girlfriend you with, and like, damn, I so miss her. She looks so great. She smells so wonderful. I mean, listen, Freeman has been there. That was a team that drafted him. That was a team that developed him. That was the team that, you know, pretty much gave him his name, right? Really put him on the map. So I understand the sentimental value when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. And I also understand how how his, you know, his agents pretty much, you know, screwed him. On the reports that have been coming up, he's been, I mean, Freddie Freeman for the Dodgers has been on fire in the last nine or 10 games. I mean, he's hitting, what is it, close to 400, if not 400. Uh, he's really been contributing, especially with the absence of Mookie Betts out due to injury. Um, so I think, I think Freddie Freeman is just going through the motions. Obviously, it's a new, it's a new, uh, new team, uh, you know, new location. Um, but I think Freddie Freeman is happy with the Dodgers. I don't, I, and I think players are happy with Freddie Freeman. I don't think there's anything going on in the locker room. I think it's just Freddie like saying, hey, man, you know, I miss this team. You know, I miss this organization. I wish we could have worked it out. It's no different than, you know, like I said, a relationship. Hey, man, I wish me and old girl could have worked it out. You know, she was a cool person, but unfortunately it didn't go that way. And I think that's the same thing that Freddie Freeman is dealing with with the, this Atlanta Braves team. I think the media is making more more to it than what it is. Um, but I think Freddie, you know, he, regardless of what he feels, he's stuck in L.A. for the next six years. <laughs> exactly. So get over it. Well, you're that, here. You're in Doctor Blues. Get yeah, over it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's not a situation where they can, like, you know, uh, turn back the clock. I know he's not happy with his representation. Uh, to your point, uh, you know, perhaps they 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 didn't give him um, like all the offers and all the uh, deals. Uh, but listen, listen, he won a championship there, and you touched on it, Nick. Um, so, listen, that that uh, totally makes sense. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it. Brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him. Blind to a broken man's dream. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.